Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about social dynamics, uh, because if most people have probably figured out by now, it's not always what you know, but who you know. And part of the who you know is just how people feel when around you. And out of all of the skills that you can work on, this one probably pays the most dividends um, in your social life, you know, who you can meet, which also makes you less needy when you know that you could always go out and meet new people. And career-wise, uh, these skills will allow you to expand and maintain a network. So if you ever need to leave a job to find another job, it's much easier when you know someone in a place instead of just being one resume out of many getting filtered by some machine that doesn't even actually look at it before it gets to a recruiter or an HR person. That isn't to say that working on your social skills is all sunshine and rainbows. Um, because people want to be accepted uh, while you're working on these, especially when you're getting better, the rejections, and that's in quotation marks because we'll talk about um, some mindset stuff here regarding social stuff here in a second, are going to hurt, right? Um, at least until you build up a level of resilience to people not liking you. So on today's show, we're going to cover some mindsets that are going to be really important, as well as some books that I've really enjoyed and friends of mine have liked that are on these topics, the different types of people you'll meet and ways that you can categorize them, and more. So let's dive right in. Um, we'll start with the mindsets because everything begins and ends with how you are functioning mentally. Um, people want to be around other people who like themselves and then thusly make them feel better. And no one wants to be around that sad person who overshares at the bar, for instance. Um, so if you're doing that, stop it. So number one is going to be that it is not rejection. It was just not a good fit. Uh, this is this one is going to be the, one of the major ones that is going to carry you pretty far. Whenever you go up to talk to someone that you may be interested in or want to strike up a conversation, you have zero idea about what's going on in that person's life. And it is frankly crazy of you to think that, oh, this person must not like me because of something that I did. It, which, like I said, you don't know what happened to them earlier. The dog could have died um, death in the family don't know why I go to death all the time about why people have bad days but there are numerous reasons why people have bad days and there is no reason for you to rack your brain searching for things that you did wrong uh, you'll never know so the, the easiest way to look at it is that it's just not a good fit and you can move on to to meet other people now if you're in some podunk ass town that only has like a couple hundred people around your age in it then you might need to move uh, because one, you're going to need to get around some new people to work on these skills. And then point two, if you already know everybody in town, everyone's going to try to put you in some sort of box. And it's just going to be really hard uh, to break out of that box with everybody trying to put you back in it. And frankly, everybody is the most important person in their own lives. I've had situations where I thought somebody blew me off the first time I've gone to talk to him. And then you see those same people a week later and you remember, right? Because you're like, oh shit, we had a conversation and it sucked. 
um, you'll go up to say hi or whatever, or you'll get introduced to them from someone else, and they won't remember that you talked to them. So, like, cheer up, right? Some shit could happen, and you can just take a second try at it and see what happens. But uh, you just, no one really thinks about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. And that brings us to number two, which is be the prize or I am the prize. Uh, I've touched on this before, but you got to get out of that please like me mindset if that is where you are right now. Um, if it helps, think about all of the things that you have to offer to, you know, friendship, not being a murderer, for instance, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it doesn't take much to be a decent person to hang out with, someone willing to listen. Uh, so you don't need to put everybody above you on some pedestal. Uh, that's not a good way to make friends anyway. Now, be the prize doesn't mean that you act like some asshat who puts people down all the time. Just know and understand that you have value as a person simply for being alive. And if someone else can't see it, then just move on. Uh, this will also help you in conversations so that way you're not dazzled by people whenever you meet them. You treat people like idols. It's going to be hard for them to relate to you as a person. Which brings us to point three, which is I am enough or you are good enough as you are. But Eric, why would I work on skills if I'm good enough as I am? Well, I'm glad you asked that, dear Watson. Uh, you're going to have to keep two opposing ideas in your head with this one. Good enough as you are doesn't mean that you aren't working on things. It just means that you understand that wherever you get to, there's always going to be a new destination. Uh, too many of us do this thing where you're like, I will feel worthy enough when, and just insert whatever you think is going to make you feel good. Uh, if you don't feel good now, you're not going to feel good when you get there. You're just going to move the goalpost to some other thing that you think is going to make you feel better than when you go out there to go get it. Um, if you don't feel now good now, it's just not going to happen. So you are good enough as you are. Now you are working on things because you're not a stagnant person, someone with a growth mindset. And you understand that you could uh, things could be better, things could be easier. You could be better with money. You could be better with talking to people. But your, the skill acquisition is important, but it does not devalue you as a person to not have those. It just makes your life easier. Uh, like I said, going to have to carry two opposing ideas in your head on this one. Uh, you're good enough, right? If someone doesn't want to be your friend because you don't have, you know, X, Y, Z thing, then you probably didn't want to fuck with them anyway. But uh, working on skills is going to be good for you going forward because no one can take your personal achievements away from you. Okay, so on mindsets, the big three are not rejection. It's just not a good fit. It's not a value on yourself. If someone doesn't like you, they don't even fucking know you. How long have you met them? Ignore it. Don't take it personally. It is not rejection. It was just not a good fit. Number two, be the prize slash I am the prize. Don't put people on pedestals because she's hot, bro, or something stupid like he's famous or a boss or a CEO. Uh, people can tell when you feel like you're below them and they respond accordingly. Uh, and number three is that I am enough. You are good enough as you are. Like I said, two opposing viewpoints you need to be able to hold in your head at the same time. These three will take you really far, uh, probably in life in general, but definitely in social situations. Alrighty, so a little bit about the human animal, as in the, the species we all belong to here. Uh, we process a lot subconsciously, even though people like to feel that they don't, or they make all their decisions consciously. Uh, we all have inherent biases. I'm not judging the fact that it happens. Just be aware that people have them, including yourselves. Um, and we're also all influenced by things that we look at, see consistently, 
And if you don't think that's true, then marketing and advertising have a bridge they like to sell you. There's a reason why people spend so much money on it. Uh, for instance, everybody knows what Coca-Cola is just because they repeat it over and over again and you can't get away from it. I bring all that up to say that you may be doing things that people subconsciously uh, recognize as creepy, but they can't put it into words. They just get a bad feeling about you and then exit the conversation or don't want to be friends with you. And as always, I'll mention some books later in the episode here that will have studies listed that you can reference um, or just people in general that do a lot of research on these things, especially when it comes to body language because people feel like they're not affected by it, but I promise you that they are. But I am jumping ahead of myself a little bit here. So before we get to body language, I want to cover something that's important really quickly called polarization. And basically what that means is that you don't want to have friends in a middle sort of zone where people can take you or leave you. Uh, you may have also seen this as the fuck yes or no principle that you basically want all of your friends in your life to really like you or Conversely, you want to have people in your life that you really like. If you're going to hang around people that you hate or are only lukewarm about, uh, life is too short to spend any time doing that. Uh, so polarization is important. Now, the only way you know how to do that, figure out what type of people that you do want to be around, is one, meet people. But two, uh, this ties back into sort of the purpose and goals uh, episode where we talked about figuring out what you like and what you don't like. You're going to need to know those things and then have ways of articulating those things to other people. Uh, for example, I like a ton of different music. If you tell me that all rap is terrible and I ask you to name a couple of rappers that you like or a couple of rappers that you've heard of that you got that opinion from and you can't even give me uh, anything decent, I'm just going to take that as you just being closed-minded and because I like to listen to all different types of music and it's important to me, it's just not worth being some sort of friend with you, right? Now, this is a business sort of contact and we never really have to talk about music and it doesn't come up. And the only time where we hang out is really to maintain some connection that we could you know, mutually find beneficial as far as like, hey, I know this person. Do you know this person? Could you give me an interview somewhere? Then that's not as important. But the core people in your life, you want to have them really like you a lot. And then you can just have a bunch of tertiary acquaintances. OK, so back to body language for people just starting out and frankly, they're um, good primers for anyone who's been doing it for a while. If I had two resources to recommend, the first, and this is going to be in book form, not audiobook form, because it comes with pictures to help test if you can recognize emotions on people's faces, which is vitally important, is called Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards. Now, you could Google her. She's got TED Talks. She's got Forbes articles, et cetera, et cetera. She's done a lot of research into social dynamics, and it shows in the book which covers everything from how to recognize what a emotion is on someone's face, things you may be doing body language wise that are making people feel closed off or that you are not interested in what they have to say, studies on how long and how much eye contact you should make with someone, how to connect with someone at a business gathering, where to stand, all of these different uh, things that are important that you may not have thought about or things you might be doing that are sort of sabotaging yourself. Uh, for instance, if it's cold outside, you may want to keep a jacket instead of folding your arms in front of you, basically building a wall between you and another person. 
Now you may just say this is comfortable and this is why I stand that way and that's fine. Of course, something that you've been doing forever is going to feel comfortable. But when you, people walk up to you or if they see you standing somewhere with your arms crossed like some fucking bouncer somewhere, that's not very approachable. If you want to meet people, that's not going to get it done. Um, there's also studies showing that when your arms are crossed, you even retain less information than you would if your arms were uncrossed. How to have interesting and memorable conversations with people so you're not stuck asking about the weather or defaulting to jobs as the first thing that you talk about with someone when they're trying to relax. The last thing they want to do is to be jerked back into whatever nonsense happened at work. Now, some people like their jobs, or you would hope that most people like their jobs, and they're going to be willing to talk about it. But if the first thing that you ask someone at is a party about, like, oh, what do you do? Uh, nine times out of ten, people don't really give a shit about what you do on the level of that, like, it, like, defines you as a person. There are other things about people that are far more interesting if you're going to be friends with them. Um, you're not going to be friends with someone because they're a rocket scientist, for instance, over uh, some other occupation if they're an ass, right? So it's not really that important. People just ask the question all the time because they don't know what else to say. Hey, another chapter in here that I really like is how to get along with people who are different from you and just ways of remembering to keep in touch with people that you may not have systems in place for otherwise. A real A to Z primer on social basics. And this is always uh, one of the first resources I recommend uh, when people talk about body language uh, material. Number two, if for some reason you can't afford a book or don't want to buy a book, is the Charisma On Command YouTube channel. As of this recording, it has over 4 million subscribers and years of uploaded videos. Now, obviously, I have not seen every video, uh, so I can't vouch for 100% of the content. However, the videos I have seen are well done, and they know what they're talking about here. Another book that I highly recommend is The Charisma Myth, How Anyone Can Master the Art and Science of Personal Magnetism by Olivia Fox Cabane. With the major throughput of the, of the book being that anyone can learn to be charismatic. Uh, people, people aren't born with it. It's all Maybelline here, right? They either had some early wins and then built on that, or it's a skill that they have honed over a lifetime. And another thing I really like about this book is that they take charisma and break it down into four different types of charisma. Uh, because you're going to want, depending on what your goal is, you're going to want to present yourself in a different way. Uh, they also list examples about the, the type of charisma that they are talking about. Uh, so just to give you a general idea, for visionary charisma, you know, Steve Jobs, Martin Luther King Jr., and each of the different types comes with their own um, examples. So the other three are authority charisma, focus charisma, and kindness charisma. Some of the main points of this book, uh, besides the one that anyone can learn it, which if you got, if that's all you got out of this book, then it was worth reading. But point two is that if you want someone to feel a certain way, it is better for you to feel that way first. Um, emotions are contagious between people. And if you maintain a certain emotion, let's just say happy, over an extended period of time interacting with someone, you tend to bring them up to you unless you fall down into their like angry level of emotion. And point three is that if you want someone to believe something, you need to believe it first. That conviction will come across in your voice um, and makes influencing people uh, a lot easier. And last but not least is going to be one of the podcasts that got me into this. 
it made me realize that I was doing a lot of things uh, bi-language-wise, like standing with my shoulders rolled forward all the time from benching and never doing any back exercises and spending too much time on the computer without doing any stretching, for instance, makes you look scared, is the Art of Charm podcast. Now, you're going to want to go all the way down to the bottom of the feed. There, they will have the Toolbox episodes. The Toolbox episodes are the ones that you're going to want if you're just looking for social information. Uh, and they cover a whole lot of stuff, um, various topics from vocal tonality, uh, how to speak. You want to speak from the diaphragm and not from the top of the voice, which I'm going to try to do like this. Uh, sometimes when I'm talking really fast or get excited, I go up to the top of the register like that. Uh, you don't want to speak that way. Um, whenever you go to speak really fast, it's because you're used to being interrupted or you don't think people will listen to what you have to say. Um, and thus like, people put you in some lower box. And like I said, people don't do these things consciously. Uh, the human is a social animal, however. Uh, so a lot of these things are just processed unconsciously. It's really like seeing the matrix when you go from feeling like uh, none of your interactions go well to almost all of them going well. And all you did was tweak some minor things. Okay, and since this is a, like I said, the basics, a primer for some topics that we'll cover going forward, we're going to get into the three types of people that you're going to run into, and then maybe some basic tips here before doing some deep dives in future episodes. So there are three major types of people that you'll run into. Uh, so type one is the please like me person. Uh, this person does a lot of supplicative behaviors uh, so it's the person who buys someone a drink without talking to them. You make a lot of self-deprecating jokes. One every once in a while is fine, right? No one likes someone who takes himself way too seriously. However, if all the jokes that you make are putting yourself down, it starts to get weird. Um, you need to value yourself, right? Uh, if you think that everybody else's opinion is more important than yours, this will put you in this category. Um, now, these people are obviously easy to get along with because it's easy to tell what they want. They just want somebody to like them. Um, however, because they can never really feel that please like me hold themselves, it could just be really hard to maintain a friendship with this type of person because it is going to require a lot of energy. Person number two is the one-up story guy. Now, they won't be needy like the person type number one, what they will do is that every time you tell a story or they hear someone tell a story or somebody did something over the weekend, they know somebody or they themselves did that exact same thing, only their story is slightly better than yours in their head. If this sounds like something you do, please stop one-upping people every time they tell a story. It is okay that you have done something that someone else has done and you can just acknowledge the fact that someone is trying to share an experience they had with you without you sharing a one-up story. Now, if you want to connect that you've also done that same thing, that's fine. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about if you've dealt with someone who is one-up story guy. Now, this type of person is easy to get along with because you just have to acknowledge what they did as cool. Hey, man, you're, this was awesome. You don't have to keep telling the stories over and over again. They want to be liked as well, just like the please like me person. They just come at it uh, from a different perspective. And then person type number three are the people that I like to hang around with. If you're talking about bringing people into a core friend group is the people who reciprocate uh, back to you whenever uh, you give back to them, right? So if you put 
effort into a relationship with this type of person, they're going to put effort back. If you introduce them to someone, they're going to be okay introducing you to them. If you ask them for a favor and they do it, they're going to ask you for a favor. You'll have a lot of uh, back and forth, a lot of give and take with people of these types of relationships, but they will not one-up story you so much as they share because they want to get to know you, aka, AKA be friends with you, but will provide general value to your life without it feeling like they are sucking all the energy from you whenever you go to deal with these people. Okay, so we'll have a longer episode or at least a whole entire episode devoted to body language. But if I was to give a big three on this, uh, part one is going to be first impressions come before you speak to that person. They're more like when you are a blip on that person's radar, uh, you may they may see you before you see them. So you're going to want to the basics, right? Stand up straight. Look like you care about yourself. Don't treat staff at a restaurant or public place or whatever like shit. People will notice. Um, eye contact. When you go to speak with people, uh, I think a good rule of thumb here is eye contact. Probably 70 to 75% of the time when you're talking, break off to the left or the right. Do not look down. And then come back to continue your sentence. Uh, when they are speaking, probably 50% or so. Uh, more of the story, though, is that you don't need to stare somebody down like a cage fighter whenever you're interacting with someone or a serial killer. Feel free to break eye contact, uh, but you do need to spend a decent amount of time looking at someone in the eyes. If you're speaking with someone and you do not know what color their eyes are, you have not looked long enough. And the third one is something that I got from the Art of Charm podcast that I use a lot in my personal life is that when you are standing and communicating with people, you don't need to stand directly across from them. Uh, like you're in a job interview, you want to sort of turn. That way you're side by side uh, whenever you're having some long extended conversation with someone. Think about when you meet and speak with your friends. You don't stand directly across from them. That builds a lot of tension um, into an interaction. Now, there are going to be times that you're going to want tension in an interaction. In that case, closing it down for you being standing right in front of someone is good. But when you first meet someone, that's going to be a whole lot of pressure, a whole lot of tension and something that's already sort of tense because you don't know each other. So a better way to have the conversation is going to be standing next to them. Alrighty, so that's going to do it on the social dynamics basics. I cannot stress enough, especially if anyone has ever called you socially awkward in your life, or you don't understand uh, what certain emotions people are making or why a lot of your interactions go poorly is to please, please buy the Captivate book by Vanessa Van Edwards. Please buy it. It explains all these different things. You can have flashcards to run through this. Practice makes perfect. I love you guys. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.